This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So what's your favourite part? of Christmas dinner. So if you were to look at your plate and something was missing, what what would separate it from a, a glorified Sunday dinner? Rice Think potatoes. Pigs Rice in blankets. Potatoes. There's one thing that pisses me off if it's not on my Sunday and I, you don't have Sunday rest every week. Used to. I do. Many years ago. <laughs> when I lived with my, you know, when I lived at home. But uh, it, this applies to uh, Christmas dinner. If, I, if there's not Yorkshire puddings on, I'm not happy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Point. My family home, it's a bit more northern back in the day, and Yorkshire puddings, special recipes for, you know, mint sauce and everything on these Yorkshires. Oh, mint sauce, dirty. And, but we used to have, Keep like, talking. we'd put massive, you know, we'd put two or three trays of 12 in there. And so it's not like you go to the pub and get a one or two Yorkshires. You know, we would literally feast on 10 each. I like those <laughs> massive oversized ones as well, where everything's Ooh. inside. And you, any ones that aren't finished, like later on in the the, the day, you know, when they're cooled off, you, you put jam in them and you, and you keep on eating them. <laughs> I've never heard that before. No. But yeah, it's just, I love them. Phil, I need to know what what's what will be the highlight of your dinner plate. It'll be the meat. The meat's where the, the meat's the meat's where the money is. <laughs> Said like a true northern. <laughs> the meat's where the money is. The meat's where the money is. Chris, I was concerned. The, your highlight view it was a roast potato. Is it not? Is no, a roast multiple, potato it's not? a plate of them, Dan. It's a plate, a plate of them. Of them. Okay, my friend. I can do good roast potatoes. Anyway, shall we uh, start part part three? three? That, David. Yeah, I do indeed. Yep. <gasps> yes. Not on his roast though. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get him through the turnstiles. <laughs> Shall we start part three? <laughs> Shall Let's. we start part three? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Welcome to the My All Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyAllManSaid.com and your host for part three of the unapologetic and dysfunctional Villa Merry Christmas 2022 special. More bells, please. Hang on, I can't squeeze the bear's hand quick enough. <laughs> oh, here we go. That's enough of it. Welcome, joining me for part trois, part three, if you don't understand French, Mr. Chris Bird, Mr. Dan Rogers. Sir Dan Rogers, is it now? It is, uh, ah. since I ha- since I handed over the Villa Underground Christmas jumper to the king. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to chop my head off at the time, but he accidentally knighted me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Phil Shaw. 
Hello. Hello. Welcome. This probably is going out after Christmas, so uh, we do hope you have uh, had a very good uh, Christmas dinner. Tell us, send us in uh, on Twitter what your favourite part of the Christmas roast is, since mm. Dan Rogers is very interested in such details. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. And the goose fat, and then Chris, Chris Bud apparently knows something about how you have to be oiled up to get through the turnstiles at Villa Park, which is something. Well, David does. I thought you had to be oiled up to get out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out. Coming up in the show, we will find out who is number two and who is numero uno in the uh, My Own Man Said podcast player of the year for 2022. We'll also look back at the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2022. The most costly injury of 2022 are New Year's wishes for 2023, as well as some other less lesser known awards, less uh, lesser established awards, festive awards, like award for the Villa player that hasn't troubled the Villa Park groundsman 2022, (laughs) as well as having a quick final shebang on the, the Emery's clipboard. So. Let's leave behind 2022. So uh, give me some things that you'd like to leave behind in a villa context in 2022. What can we leave behind? Stop going to Man United in the Cup. Stop getting knocked out in the third round of the Cup. Well, we, I think we're achieving that in 2023. We're not going to Manchester United in the third round. I can't guarantee we're not going to get knocked going out. Going to though. Stevenage, Greater Manchester. Yeah. But it's at Villa Park. Thank God. But uh, I can't, no, no guarantee. I'm still haunted by the ghost of Peterborough on a very, very cold <sighs> evening. Oh, and Sheffield wow. United wow, and wow, wow. various that others. Game. Keegan's film. That Peterborough one. Oof, inept. And others. Millwall. Oh. Doncaster away. Bradford at Villa Park. Yeah, all right. Park. Stop there. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Late Orient. I'm putting the cork in the bottle. Stop there. I think Emery will go reasonably strong there because I think he, he's he's just using it as in a pretty much as a preseason game to keep the learning process going, won't he? He will. I think we, we'll have played um, we'll have played Wolves on the Wednesday night at home as well. Yeah. So I do wonder if he'll make a couple of changes. But ah, no, right. it, won't, it won't be wholesale. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever play a game at three o'clock on a Saturday ever again? No, Daniel. No. no. Okay. Yeah, just all fashioned. Thought I'd check. No, okay, it's fine. Phil Shaw, anything? What do you want to leave behind? Last year, you said throwing away 2-0 leads. Well, that didn't that happen, well. did it? <laughs> no, well, it's, it's the same wish. I want, I want to leave that behind as well. As I said, each each two-goal lead three away. You know what they say in Peter Pan, each time you don't believe in fairies, one dies. And well, it's like every time... <laughs> every time Phil leaves a two-goal... What? Can you repeat that, please? <laughs> Well, it's like Peter Pantovitz, and every time somebody says, like, a, somebody doesn't believe in fairies, what one loses its wings or one dies. I mean, well, Villa gives away a two goal lead, a bit of me dies. There's no room left for any more scars on me. <laughs> Obviously, feels quite passionate about this. I like how his brain works. There's nothing worse than giving away a two goal lead. Hold on, I've got a crystal ball here. Hold on. Hold on. So let me look into the future. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Phil Shaw. I'm seeing him on a Ryanair flight. I'm seeing him. I'm seeing him landing in Birmingham. I'm seeing him. Hold on, hold on, (laughs) hold on. He's walking into the turnstiles of Villa Park. I'm looking out onto the pitch. I'm seeing who's who's this? Who we were playing? We're playing Arsenal. I'm seeing who's the manager. Villa going two nil up. I'm seeing Villa going two nil up against the league leaders. Oh, 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 Mings. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, Martinez. (laughs) He's, He's still got the champagne in his in his belly from his World Cup exploits. Sorry, Phil. It's it's going to happen again. 
Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, that game that you come into, that's when it's going to happen. Uh, Dan, can you get a coffin ready for... Uh, is, it Feb- <laughs> is it February? <laughs> I believe so. We can carry... We can want to carry him out of pit pack golf. <laughs> we could nail him in in the whole tent. Right, well, uh, put me in the foundations of the new North Stand, please. <laughs> You're welcome. I think from what we've seen from Emery in, in literally two games of how he's made his substitutions at the end and vigorously set up a formation to defend that lead with a back six, with a double back four, off the ball going to 4-4-2, but also bringing on defensive-minded players en masse, making, I think he's made maximum subs every game, hasn't he? At this point, uh, in terms of uh, competitive games, I'm not talking about friendlies. So I think uh, that's on the top of his list as well, uh, Phil, so you might be in luck there. Well, Unai and I share the same birthday, so that's clearly Ooh. what he thinks. <laughs> All right, so if you've got this kind of... Uh, <laughs> telepathic mind meld with him uh, <laughs> this should help the podcast going forward in 2023 also down on this list is injury to uh, key players at key moments i think it's like injury to new big signings also uh, would be helpful yeah anything else you'd like to leave behind 2022 i'd like to i'd like to leave behind matty cash's crosses going out for throw-ins that would be helpful. I uh, also like to leave behind the opposition's free kick walls being like 5.76 yards away from uh, where whatever player, Villa player is taking it from. Which yeah, we I'd, did like to be, I'd like them to be like where they were for that Lucas Dino one, where they were yeah, miles away. Yeah, exactly. Where you needed binoculars. Or you could, you could leave behind the, the set piece routine where two Villa players go to kick the ball at the same time. and you can kick never, each other. Yeah, you, you can never quite tell whether it's intentional or not. You, you hope it's intentional. Yeah. What to kind of we'll generate so confidence? Generate like a, a fusion of two types of spin, so you can kind of get some kind of an <laughs> atomic reaction. I think it's, it's Austin. It's it's Austin McPhee's chaos theory. Yeah, McPhee's working on levels that we'll never understand, probably in our lifetime. But maybe maybe podcasters in twenty five years will have more of an insight into his uh, chaos nuclear fusion free kicks. Was it you that said he had an orgasm over that Dutch free kick in uh, their quarterfinal against Argentina? <laughs> right, let's move on to player of the year, number two, the runner-up. Let's read what uh, a few people have said about him, see if he can guess who it is. Vicky from Match Club says, considering his age, the experience he brings, pure shithouse, he was the one good consistent thing this year, plus he made... Kevin De Bruyne looks silly with that sublime move against uh, Manchester City. I think it was more of like a get the F out the way shoulder charge, wasn't it? Tagged him. Yeah. Harbour Boy says, I think every squad needs a veteran pro like him, like Milner at Liverpool, the exact opposite of what a veteran like Ronaldo brings to a squad. Agreed. Savo says, insert name. Who at his age is our leader and mentor for younger players and has played a big part to our start of season. Mm-hmm. And Joe Chappie says, just about the only one that turned up in the latter days of Gerard. Who's he, who are they talking about? Yes, they're talking about I, I, Ashley, Ashley Young. Indeed. And, uh, you know, as we said in, I think it was part one of the uh, Christmas special, uh, he's signed for us three times now. In terms of his recent uh, one-year deals, he's, he's been a revelation. And I'm glad it's worked out. I'm glad he hasn't signed, played a few games, and then kind of faded into the background. Quite quite the opposite. He's come to the fore. Yeah, and it, I think it's very much uh, in his character. I think it means longer term, when he does hang up his boots, leave, whatever, he will go down 
probably a lot better than people thought he would with the Villa fans. After he'd left to gone to United, his, his legacy with Villa will be a really good one again. Because he actually came back and did it, whereas most of the time you say, don't go back. And historically, anybody who uh, goes to United, Villa fans, it's like the men in black thing where you just erase your memory of that player. <laughs> you know, like Dwight York, some of the things he does, did uh, amazing. And he was a big, big favourite. And he had one of the best songs players ever had Incredible. for Villa. But nobody talks about him anymore. So I think if you'd have stayed at United, been a legend, retired or gone somewhere else, the fact that you gobbed off, went to the Blues, went to Sunderland, Blackburn and all those little things that just, yeah. people just didn't like his demeanour. But Ashley Young, uh, proven to be a winner, done it at the very, very top, despite being a diving bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting quietly here. We have got some revisionism, haven't we? Exactly. But that's but that's when, you know, he was that was just part of his education, learning the dark arts. He's also responsible for one of the finest assists uh Frag Bon Lahore at St Andrews as well. You know, oh, the death yeah. that I attribute to being carried about thirty rows forward and in uh, amongst many other you know, top moments. I I think of the late, late goal he scored at Everton. Um Brilliant. Uh, to win 3-2 there and then running the full length of the pitch with, with Larson and Friedel winding up the... the I told you a story that I interviewed Clive Owen the next day, the actor Clive Owen in uh, London. I, I was living in France at the time, so I'd watched it in France in a bar, you know, obviously celebrating quite loudly, being the only villa man there. And then I got over in the Eurostar interview Clive Owen and Clive Owen's a big Liverpool fan and you know you get 20 minutes with these people and for the first six, seven, eight minutes, he was just talking about that Ashley Young goal. I had to tell him to shut up because <laughs> he was eating into our time. <laughs> but it transcended football. It was like, because it, it was, it was they'd just scored, hadn't they? They'd just e- uh, equalised. Yeah, it was Lescott, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, who, who had always scored against us, didn't he? He'd always was Why the par- him? Another par- party pooper. And then to just hit him, sucker punch them straight off, it was a great, great moment. But it, it's a happy ending for Ashley Young in terms mm. of the Villa, which is nice. In in, in very unvilla like fashion as well, you know, for a player, that, as Chris was alluding to earlier, that he's not only returned to the club, but he's uh, conducted himself brilliantly, but he's performed exceptionally at times, yeah. you know, and he's one of those, it's 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 a perhaps it's a lazy cliche that you hear a lot around um, older pros in the game where you say, oh, you know, they, they should go into management or coaching. He absolutely should because there is so many attributes of his, of his game. And I said in the previous episode, there are few players in the modern era who can comfortably play across the whole pitch. Uh, he's got a lot to give and I'm and intrigued to see. a lot of experience see. at the top, top. Top, top level of the game. Um, I'm just, I'm just hoping, time. I'm just hoping when he misses a penalty in the FA Cup final shootout that it's not going to tarnish his uh, reborn Villa legacy. We all know what he will, he won't be taking penalties, David. He'll be putting off the opposition. No, it'll be fine. Martinez will save three anyways, so it'll be okay. All good right, point. good, good, good point. As the good opposition point. goalkeeper. Right. That, <laughs> bring, <laughs> that brings us on to uh, the good, bad and the ugly for the year 2022. This is a column that Mr. Shaw writes that we resurrected a year ago, wasn't it? Something like that. I think it's longer now. Yeah, probably longer. So do you want to go ugly, bad, good, good, bad, ugly? Oh, no, you, you always start with the good because it's, it's usually the shortest bit. <laughs> Work up to the the grand crescendo of ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, we'll start with the good. Well, Villa fans were restricted just to moments for most of 22. Mo- moments of what? 
just moments of good. Ah, right. Okay. There, I mean, there, there wasn't like long, prolonged spells of, of good form or just good news at all, but there were some good moments at all. The As we mentioned in the previous show, the, the three wins that Dan can't remember. Back to back. Back to back. They put us in ninth. Yeah, they put us in ninth place, getting 20 million for Chukwameka when it looked like we were going to lose him for on, like on a free six months later. And the rest of the good news, that, that all came along like buses after Gerard left. Um, the surprising win against Brentford, hmm. the e- end of the Villa Park curse against Manchester United, and a win away at Brighton that maybe showed the blueprint for an Unai Emery team, like resilient, streetways, efficient. Ooh. Ooh. This full show talks sense. Carry on. Yeah, oh. carry on. Yeah, tell us more, wise, wise sage. <laughs> wise sage. Well, the bad. I mean, it, we've alluded to it, but one day we will find out what happened in that Stephen Gerrard mini pre-season at the beginning of 2022. <laughs> He's before, obsessed with before that. Before that, well, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Before that, Villa looked to be like a professional outfit. I mean, the last game before that was a hard won, hard fought win away at Everton. What the fuck happened after that? I mean, mm. they came back and they just looked un, uncoached, naive. And as 2022 progressed, so did the weaknesses until it got really ugly. Oh, He's building up to something. I'm building up to it. Well, it has to be, the ugly has to be Jared's start to the 2022-23 season. I mean... It was a stinker. Unnecessarily falling out with Mings. That was a red flag, wasn't it? We said it at the time. Yeah, the red flag was the pre-season game against Manchester United, we mentioned as well. But everything just built up until the the Bournemouth debacle on the opening day. And then just, it was a steady erosion of everything that you thought Stephen Jared was going to bring to the role as, as a manager, I mean, when he lost Michael Beale, it became this inflated excuse for his stubborn refusal to see the wood for the trees. I mean, kamikaze fullbacks, everybody in the Premier League worked that worked that out straight away. Whenever Dean and Cash were sitting f- furthest forward out of any Villa player, you just lob it in behind them and there's nobody there. I mean, it's pretty simple. And then McGinn and Coutinho not being rotated out of the team for their own good. And even even when Gerrard sort of did get it right, like against Man City, you know, he ground a win out against Southampton. He seemed to change it in, in the next few games. He didn't, didn't stick to what actually was working for him. He's not, he's not happy, is he, Dan? He's not happy with Gerrard. No. <laughs> no, I get strong anti-Gerrard vibes. Well, I mean, this is because, carry on, I mean, carry on. Yeah, I remember, if, if we think back to last year's show, it was actually, we were all quite positive about Gerrard coming in, so he's made us look really? quite foolish. Don't misquote me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I've deleted all those episodes. <laughs> Good. It was, but it, like it was only heading one way, and the uncomfortable bus journey back from the surrender at Fulham was as ugly as it got for Stevie I'd G. Love to have been on that bus. I would as well. I would, would I? I mean, you'd, you'd have just been Mings in the back seat, just rolling up bits of paper and just throwing them at Jared in the back of the head. <laughs> but that was the ugly of twenty twenty two. So twenty twenty three can't get uglier than that, can it? The Bournemouth debacle. This is something that Perslow's mentioned a few times. In I think he said it. I didn't see it coming, did they? When uh, when uh, Chris was in his audience, and also when I was in his audience, they were talking about it's this big shock. They thought preseason, great preseason. They were going to march through Bournemouth, and and as a you know seasoned football fan, you're thinking an away game, newly promoted team, first game of the season. It's a wild card. As we saw, if you want a clue, the season before against Watford. So this whole big shock and it shook them and you know it shook them to the to their core and they thought, oh shit! Surely you've got more of a strategy going into a season than like uh, expecting to win the first game and then you know all hunky dory. You shouldn't be knocked off kilter, should you? By just one result away from home. 
bearing in mind we won the next one yeah. against Everton on the first home game and we didn't even play well and Everton were awful. So I'm always surprised when it's it's been brought up more than once by him as this kind of defining moment where you just think, well, you know, shit happens on the first day of the season. But speaking of shit happening, most costly injury of 2022, and obviously there's been a few here, pretty much all the key players have had one, whether it's Bailey, Coutinho, Carlos, Kamara, Dean. I mean, Lucas Dean... I think the reason that he didn't get in the French squad because he's not French anymore because he's been rebuilt <laughs> out of uh, <laughs> leftovers. It's like a cyborg now, isn't he? He's had so many pins put in his shoulder and his legs that it depends on where he's Chinese. Yeah, yeah, where, where those <laughs> where, where those parts came from. So expect him to appear for another team in the next World Cup. Chop, 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 fullback. But uh, so who? Uh, did we actually consult on this? I mean, I felt it was probably Carlos in terms of what he would have brought to the team, or what we thought he was going to bring. Maybe in hindsight, having seen him since he came back, actually Kamara was a big loss. Yeah, I think, I mean, from uh, that meeting with Perslow, when uh, when he came to that, uh, the last badge consultation, and, you know, we got to, got to speak about what was obviously happening because, uh, you know, things were starting to turn. He said uh, he he really bigged up Carlos, and he was saying, "Yeah, you see him. He's like you know built like a truck. He's he's real. He would if he spoke English, he would have been the captain. That's what he said. So he's got his two Rottweilers. He's like a man who has presence, and he was real like the captain around the place. Which I I've, I mean, my my only perception of him is from like social media posts or whatever. And I just saw him as a kind of a rather gentle gianty type of guy. I didn't know he had a outgoing especially you know english would be his second language and limited uh, at this point of time that he would have that kind of aura about him but you know personally seemed to put that across and they felt like a different beast on the australian tour with his presence there and obviously you know straight away it kind of sharpens up that back back four in terms of the center back positions because you've got konza and mings now thinking oh shit we've actually got to fight out to just be in the team rather than you know turning up every day thinking well we're the established partnership so i thought that was good for leveling up the competition at the center back so he has that influence but also this idea that he's uh, a bit of a rock as a man and then to lose that and you're like oh shit we're back to being uh, soft spines at the back again and that had a psychological effect so uh, I, I kind of agree just based on that evidence of what Perslow's saying yeah and that just that thing where we're how we how are we leveling up because Gerard was you know saying well you know, as, as as we said, I think in part one, where people say, "Oh well, you know, let Gerard have uh, his own preseason and get his own players in," and it was unfortunate for Gerard in the fact that Kamara and Carlos was both injured, and then Lucas Dean was injured. So these three players that were going to be first eleven level level uppers weren't at his disposal. But Carlos, I think, was was going to change that underlining feel of the team of being a bit tougher. I think he still will. Yeah. And and the whole sort of playing out from the back. And so nice, again, of the Qatarians to uh, stage this World Cup. So uh, Carlos actually missed uh, less games. Well, between losing the Leicester game um, because of the Royal funeral and then a World Cup, we're going to lose him for time, but not actually that many games. Yeah, which considering the amount of money they dropped, I mean, we were going to pretty much lose a big chunk of change. You'd almost lose a whole season, but the way it's just fortuitously played out... You should get probably three months out of him, I Not so bad, yeah. 
what I would just say to caveat all that is, Uh-oh. he did play in the first game of the season against Bournemouth. And he got absolutely smoked for yeah. the Everton goal, didn't he? Against the dreadful Everton side. He gets schooled by Kiefer Moore. If you watch the, the World Cup, shouldn't be schooling oh, anybody. Oh, no. Well, I'll, I'll caveat that. <laughs> Counter caveat, eh? <laughs> With the fact that, you know, it's early days. It's only a couple of games. Sometimes it takes five or six, seven games to getting a flow for a season. Mm. Never mind a new league. Doesn't take a whole career at centre-back to learn, <laughs> learn to mark the seven-foot striker in the box. Sorry, so you meant to, you meant to say, I'll caveat that with... <laughs> And I'll, and I'll caveat I'll, that. I'll, I'll caveat the caveat of the caveat by saying you don't play that many games for Sevilla in the Champions League if you're a bad player. Mm. I'd agree with that. Mm. There's some typical Villa things about this. What is it? He hadn't missed about is it about a couple of hundred games consecutively. Came to Villa and within two he was injured. Gets his first serious career injury. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, there's there's some positives. I agree with the sentiment around you don't you don't play at the top end of the, of La Liga in Europe. And get into the you know fringe of the Brazil squad if you're rubbish. I think it. I I think what David said earlier about the fact that we were looking to upgrade our centre half pairing or at least inject some competition that that's hampered us because we you know we were back with the same old same old. Um, I, I know I do I do strongly think as well that you see with certain players it's not unique to a Carlos, but he he was a key figure at Sevilla as a, as a figurehead and as a talisman as a, mm-hmm. you know, you had to go back there to say goodbye. You know, that's not, that's not common. Yeah. Um, and, and it's always a good sign when opposition fans are genuinely gutted to lose a player. And, and I think this looking at, again, social media is a difficult barometer, but they were surprised to see him end up at Villa. And we, you know, we put our money where our mouth is for his signature. So yeah. certainly something to look forward to into 2023 for me. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, I think it's time to reveal the uh, My Men Said Podcast Player of the Year for 2022. Congratulations, Diego Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> well on the stats the less games you play the, the, the more chance you've got of winning it hang on but Phil said he got smoked <laughs> yeah, but his the, terminology. yeah but the rest of the players got me. nuked that's all relative then. are we using the uh, the Grealish algorithm where your value goes up when you're not there yep we are all, all of the above uh, well, I, I, ju- <laughs> I jest I jest previous previous winners of this uh, 2020 was uh, Esri Konza 2021 Emmy Martinez uh, as voted for by the Mayo Man Said members and, and ourselves Mr. Jacob Ramsey hurrah 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 uh, Savo says in Match Club, Jacob Ramsey has shined under Gerard and still is improving. They spent pre-season training like dogs in the gym last summer. Him and Aaron to bulk up. Dan Gooding says Ramsey or already delivering. And that is the, uh, you know, when we said, uh, when we spoke about him earlier on 
in this uh, Christmas special, we were talking about initially it was like, you know, he gives his legs. It's the typical thing you say about young midfielders. And then you, we had through that period of like, well, what does he actually bring? What's he going to bring in the future? And then you realized, I mean, Gerard actually said he's potential as a top class midfielder, like as good as any, you know, England squad, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you're thinking, well, that's what you kind of say about your young players to motivate them. But I think he went above and beyond that, really, wasn't he? He was kind of being serious. And. Ramsey's brought like proper assists and goals to the table. He's uh, he's ousted players that were well. He's ousted the captain, didn't he? Really, from uh, the first eleven frame. Uh, I think it, it it speaks for itself with a young player when a lot of the good work that a team has done when they've been crap and when they've been good, a lot of those good moments have involved him. Yeah, and things have gone through him rather than him being sort of in and around the fringes. He's been right at the heart of everything we've done. That's good. That's got to be a good sign. Yeah, the goal yeah. against United at our place, arriving late, passing it into the top corner. That's what he's going to be all about in the next few years. I think. I think he's good on the counter, mm. uh, as you say. He carries the ball really well. Also good. When, you know, when when we're in possession, where we're kind of nipping yeah. passes around, and he kind of ups the tempo. I was going to say the he's pass. right in and around the edge of the box. Yeah, yeah, very good in tight spaces. It, it was a close one actually it was it was it was basically him and young were miles out in front miles out in front of the rest would it be fair to say that that ramsey was is and maybe this is where the comparison to to young comes from is ramsey is a younger version of young granted different different type of footballer but i was just as you were talking jotting down some what i see as his main attributes i think he's the most promising footballer at the club which when when young arrived from watford arguably was mm-hmm. um I, I think he's the most likely player to in terms of his promising and his the most likely to break into the england squad you know yep. i think yeah. he, i think he's got that potential which which young was kind of fits in with that the what we saw at the world cup this time around the, the kind of profile of the players that we've got now mm-hmm. that kind of dynamic young player well, that dynamism he, he can run with the ball he can score he can scare defenders again there's comparisons to young again there um and, and he just got that and it's this is this is a, a feature not just of young footballers but of footballers who really go on to be high quality professionals is that he's fearless he's got a very natural ability but he's got a very steady temperament as well mm. he doesn't he has he, he, he does the things that he does well consistently well you know that ability to carry the ball at pace into the penalty area is absolutely terrifying for defences and, and yeah. midfield and I think he's absolutely deserving of, of the votes that he's got and I was a bit worried about Ramsey because a couple of years ago I, I didn't see him being a regular starter in our team I didn't know what he was um, and and that was I think because we weren't he was one he was very young but he was badly used and I think he lost his way a little bit under Gerard as well and he he'd been on the bench a couple of times um, but he's reappeared and staked his claim hasn't yeah. he At, uh, w- without a shadow of a doubt and he's for me not that he's not got a lot of development to do but show me a player of his age that doesn't but is is one of the most exciting promising players at the football club and it's and it's genuinely intrigued Where, to see where's that where's that trumpet player where's mm. your son when yeah, you need him, him. Yeah. <laughs> wake him <laughs> up as <laughs> well, I mean, we in match club he was at the start he was nicknamed what he was nicknamed the reaper ramsey the reaper because he ended other players villa careers i mean he ended bar he ended her ended her hands career he yeah, ended i remember bar- being there that, that was kind of yeah. you didn't realize it at the time uh, against west brom when uh, he came on because that was a horrible game we thought that was the end of uh, any chance of promotion hmm yeah, next on the list was Barkley. Got rid yeah. of Barkley towards yeah. the end of that loan season. Barkley Thank had. Thank God. McGinn yeah. now. That's where you might be heading. But maybe Coutinho. Maybe Sanson. Maybe that's why <laughs> Sanson doesn't get in. You're not going to pick Sanson over Ramsey. No, that's very true. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Sanson, 
how can you do three three part Christmas special without really mentioning Sanson? So let's 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 give him some time, shall we? A couple of seasons he's he's really been left out in the in the lurch. We're very kind hearted guys, so uh, let's dwell on Sanson a little bit. First of all, let's give him a, a token award, and he is 2022 winner of the award for the Villa player that doesn't trouble the Villa Park groundsman. So congratulations to him for that. And I'm sure the groundsman is very happy about that. Not a divot in sight, David. It does mm. feel like a, a seasonal sort of vigil, doesn't it, to remember Sanson? Because I... Hmm. I <laughs> That's what we're trying to do here. What's the, I mean, I'm sure you can overlay this with some appropriate sombre music of remembrance. But I don't... <laughs> Like, well, like the Hovis theme or something. No, I, was thinking, I mean, him and Gilbert is like something like lame is, isn't it? Yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be uh, French. So, um, why if you're if you're Morgan Sanson, who is who arrived at Villa as a well Champions League player for Marseille? Yeah, mm-hmm. your career has not just stalled, but you are anonymous now. You are a. I mean, arguably no longer a professional footballer because you don't play. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, what? Te- technically, you're not. Yeah. Technically, you're not. And Is your your French Danny Drinkwater? You are irrelevant. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a bit horrible harsh. Comparison, that's that a bit harsh. Yeah. Plus, most people know that the French people drink wine with water. So, <laughs> right. Sorry, I've, I've got a I've got a philosophical question for you. What is mm. Sanson's destiny? Retirement. Retirement. Turkey. Because Freddie Gilbert is out of the club, basically. That's uh, yeah, that's no big that's no France. big secret. But Sanson still there's still a flicker. There is. There's this weird thing that happens with Sanson whenever there's like a new start at Villa, and he's been present for a few. Now. Yeah, he appears, doesn't he, in some of the media and in the, and you think, oh, this is his chance. And how many managers are going to overlook him? Cause because Emery's, Emery's, can't actually, Emery's all actually, be wrong. yeah, Emery's actually said, you know, I remember him from Marseille in the Champions League, so he's given him a go. So this is maybe I mean, this he is, just doesn't train well. This is the final countdown, and and, and I think Emery's given him you know proper proper go. But he was he wasn't anywhere to be seen in Dubai, was he? Really on the pitch? No. In, in the Christmas theme, he's sort of the gift you get, and then you, you've kept the gift receipt for, and you, you trade him in. I mean, we're isn't not, that well, what? Well, we're not getting you, fifteen you got the million gift back, receipt, but you, you can't yeah, actually you're not get any money. You're back. just you're out of time now. <laughs> you left it so long; they won't even give you a credit receipt. Oh fuck! The thirty days Shot have went passed. Out of business. Marseille store credit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... It's over for him unless something remarkable happens. It's Just because he might be a really good player, but who on earth would you play him over? That's that's another problem. It's not only his own ability, but it's the ability of the others, and they're obviously yeah. staking their claims. I, I don't think Emery's going to give him another chance because he wasn't over in Dubai. But speaking of Emery, David, what's in Emery's clipboard this week? I'm glad you asked, uh, Mr. Shaw... Right, it's time for Emery's Clipboard. If you uh, are new to this show, what are you doing starting at part three? You should have started at part one of this yeah, Christmas special. It. Emery's Clipboard is our uh, educational, because we teach you things about statistics and analytics. And, and field tilt. 
shock and astound. Although we did start off with field tilt, and I don't think I've come across a better statistical uh, metric. But the thing about Emery's clipboard is it's adaptable. We can use it for all kinds of uh, games, and uh, we're going to go to kind of a variation on the touch count challenge. And we'll, we'll stay on the subject of Morgan Sanson. But instead of touches, let's go for minutes in his Villa career. Is that too much for you guys? No. <laughs> Phil's not phased at all. <laughs> You're going to guess how many minutes Sanson has actually played for Villa. Oof. In total. Good yeah. Lord. I'll give you some clues. Okay. Hmm. Well, when am I going first? Uh, who won? Yeah, you, you, with... you can choose. You can choose. I'm going to go first. This is in total, isn't it? I'm do you want, a, do you want an opening clue? It's below a thousand. This, right. is, this is minutes in his career at Villa. 20. Dan Rogers, stop googling away. <laughs> I'm going to go with 370. 370 from, from Chris. Who's going second? I'll go next. Um, I will go 630. Sorry, what was uh, Chris's guess? 370. And Dan Rogers. Now, only because I was writing about him recently, I do know he's he's oh. barely he's barely managed twenty appearances, twenty five appearances. I do know that, but I don't know how many how many games he started, and probably not next to next to none. So I reckon Phil's probably not far off with six thirty. I'm going to go six fifty. Six fifty minutes. Six hundred and fifty minutes. That could be high. That could be over-egging it. I think you're over-egging it. Right then, uh, second round. If you're playing at home. Uh, Tell me what you're going for. But uh, for the second round, the clue is he's made seven starts. Hmm. He's never lasted 90 minutes, though, has he? So with that in mind, Chris Budd. Um, 580. 580 from Chris Budd. From 200 on. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Phil Shaw. I didn't to go too far away from my first one. I think it was... I'll go 700 then. 700 from the shore. I'm going to go 675. 675. It's heating up. Third round. Hmm. I'll give you two clues. He's made 14 substitution appearances. So all in, technically 21 appearances. Seven starts, 14 subs. Let's not forget that this season uh, he's played like literally one minute. I think there was a few minutes of injury time, but I think strictly it's been statistically it's classed as one minute. So seven starts, 14. Let me give you a range. It's between uh, 500 and 800. So with this new information. So just to refresh. I'm I'm trying to do some maths. I'm working it out. You've got 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 570. And that's already been dismissed from the range. Then you got 580, which is in the range. Phil's got 630, 700. Dan's also both in the range, 650, 675. Yeah, right. And it's close. People are close, as in it's close between people. I'd actually have to tally it up to see who is actually close. It's not obvious. um, 680. 680 from Chris... Because I don't, th- I don't think he's played a full game, which makes it a little bit easier. Oh, he's got his maths out. He's doing. Mm. He's got. He's got. He's got his pencil and pad out. Got a little formula. <laughs> no, you haven't. I really <laughs> have. I genuinely have. He's writing a formula yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Shaw, have you got Samson any- ethics? <laughs> uh, I'll go six nine three. I'm going to go six hundred, David. Six hundred. I'm going down. Right. Jesus Christ. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'll tell you what it is, and you can work out who won. <laughs> six, eight, six. Ooh. Hurrah. Is that, there's a faint hurrah in the back there from the man with yeah. the uh, Sansononic equation. <laughs> Do you want to know what it was? What? Well, you said it was seven starts. So, sorry, just for listeners out there, Chris Bird has, uh, with his last guess, dropped in only six out. Phil's best guess was... 693. 693, so that was 13 out. And then Dan's best was 11 out with 675. So, Chris Bird, tell us how. What was the formula, Chris? It's like Carol Vorderman. How do you do do your workings out? (laughs) It was... If you said it was seven starts, there's no way in those games he ever lasted more than an hour. No. So, I'll go with seven times 60 to be going on with. That kind of gets you into the four... 50 region. Carol Vorderman's doing the maths here. Six times, yeah, she's six got times seven. 12 to ones, it's very Well, I can't believe you've chosen Carol Vorderman over Rachel Riley. Um, this shows my age. She's a Manchester United fan as well, but she's a bit annoying. I went with 60, 65 minutes on average is when we make a sub, which should take you up to 455 <laughs> and then 14 times about 15 minutes. We'll put out an Instagram post of Chris Bud's working out. Budonomics. I'll have a job at the Villa by the end That's of the year. Viral. <laughs> Mate, I'll be on the Football Insider by the end of the year. Budonomics. <laughs> you won both rounds, didn't you? I did. He's the expert. Fucking Budonomics in the house. That's amazing. Right. God, I'm sweating now. That was that was that was just too much. Right after it crushing display in this christmas special do i get the golden clipboard i wouldn't wouldn't like chris around it like the family christmas dinner when the games come out it just you just get (laughs) obliterated buckaroo that's how fucking alleri comes with his bastard formulas (laughs) (laughs) hungry hippos right (laughs) time for our uh, 2023 new year's wishes We'll start off with the game's Budonomics master. A p- pretty simple maths, to be honest. A top 10 finish would be nice, preferably with a trophy. Fucking hell, he doesn't want much, does he? I like the trophy ex- extras. I'd settle yeah. for a cup run, but it'd be nice to, if you're going to be in it, why not win it? <laughs> Who have we got? Stevenage, oh, yeah. The Manchester of the South. <laughs> Dan? <laughs> um, I just want to be competitive. I want to be, I, I want people to go, oh, Villa are a hard team to play against and... That, Philip that's, Park, that's a tough place. Yeah. To go. He's got written here, feared by the opposition. Feared by the opposition. I want us to be in it a bit like we were at Brighton where people fucking chase us out of their tanks with <laughs> pickaxes and pitchforks. <laughs> we're loathed up and down the country. I, I want to be known as the anti-football misers that uh, if you get one point out of them that you, you're celebrating. Yeah, yeah. I'll be happy with that. I just want the top six to be really pissed off when they have to play us. Yeah, Merry fucking Christmas. But uh, my my New Year's wish was to get Stevenage in the FA Cup third round. It came true. So all your wishes come early. Mm. Sunday at 4.30. No, there was no particular reason Stevenage, just anything but not United. Phil Shaw. Well, my wish is the same as it was last year. That's the same as it's going to be every year from now to the end of time. <laughs> just don't give away two goal leads anymore. Just don't do it. I can't take what it anymore. three goal lead? Can't make any promises, Phil. I've uh, already told you about what's going to happen I when know. you come to watch the Arsenal game, so... Uh, just oh, what if it, fl- <laughs> flip it around. Maybe Villa will recover from a two-goal deficit and win a game. Then they'll sort of like remove one of the scores from my psyche. That's the spirit. Remember, remember that game 
that game against Spurs when it was Lineker. It'll be like that famous Arsenal win just before Christmas where Santa hit hit the uh, Trinity Road stand. So after sacrifice. Thanks for cheering us all up, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. That's that's a good Christmas spirit one there, Chris. Bud. Thank you, Chris. Take your Budonomics. <laughs> you take your trophy. Leave one your trophy. Take my golden clip. Yeah, remember that Spurs game? I think Lineker played. Was it three 0 to Spurs at halftime or two? No, it was probably two 0 And then we absolutely steep. Was it five two in the end? Mm. It was 2-0 and we beat them 5-2 at the yeah, lane, didn't we? Absolutely. That was the famous cherry on the icing on the cake game, wasn't it? Yeah. There was the game where we were sent Coventry packing, never to be seen again. They were 2-0 oh. up. Oh, Last day of the season. We'll yep. be back, said the sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, you fucking won't. Where? They haven't even got a stadium. Yeah, sign has now been auctioned to pay off debts. <laughs> And now they've got Mike Ashley. I'd love a repeat, modern day repeat of that Spurs game, being 2-0 down at, at that, the new Spurs stadium as well, and then oh, coming brilliant. back 5-2. Dick swinging. <laughs> swinging. I'll, I'll put that in my <laughs> New Year's wishes, if that could, could happen, that'd be good. Right, ladies and gents, we have come to the end of our three-part extravaganza. If you want more a Christmas special, well, it's behind the scenes. It's almost like a podcast documentary of us just... Mm. Of us just uh, Playing with our trumpets and everything. (laughs) Playing with our trumpets and uh, messing around. Then do uh, (laughs) join us as a My Men Said member by going to uh, myomensaid.com and clicking on the members link or on social media. Head for the link in the bio, which is a link tree, which should have uh, a link to the Patreon where you can uh, sign up there for uh, Christmas hilarity. And henceforth... Ad free shows, extra shows, further extra shows, and also membership and access to Match Club, which obviously we will be uh, full force again in terms of the away games where we meet up virtually, but we're always in touch 24 7. So uh, do check that out. Don't forget to uh, follow us as well, especially if you're on Spotify or Apple, so you get notifications of when the show drops. And do share these shows if you enjoy them on social media. Get the word out to like minded villains and let's have a great 2023 thanks very much for you guys for uh it's almost like two in the morning isn't it it's like the good old it days is, David. <laughs> it is. Almost. and thanks i think we've missed new year <laughs> so what point do you reckon you know when this goes out people at that stage where they're looking into the fridge wondering why they bought the the wheel of brie <laughs> why they they've still got the swigging. untapped crescent of crisps and the, yeah. and the prawn cocktail ring Chronic. Acid reflux. (laughs) (laughs) The famous story that my mum always tells anybody when it comes to Christmas, it's the only one, it's where, as a kid, you used to wake up early, didn't you, to get the presents? And I got up early, and I think I woofed down the whole uh, sock of chocolates. You know, you get Cadbury's one. (laughs) sock of chocolates. This says very (laughs) family-specific. No, no, no. You know, you'd get those made socks. Mother, can I have the sock of chocolates? A stocking of chocolates, man. Yeah, it's like a stocking. You know, it's like a fake stocking. Yeah, it's I'm not kinky, though. Ta- not talking about real ones. <laughs> but, you know, you get bloody, you know, flake, toffee, crisp, Mars, bounty, blah, blah. But I, th- I think I used to eat the whole thing before everybody else had even woken up. And one Christmas, I, would, I puked. Oh, the dream. Merry Christmas. It's like dream. A, it's like, uh, like that f- the fat kid in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Was it Augustus Gloop? Yeah, well, David, exactly. save some room for later. <laughs> You will have no room for your villa dog. <laughs> right on that note, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you all. Until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye.
It's good fun. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Merry Christmas, New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.